everyone. It's great to see everybody at a combined service, and good morning to everybody who's watching online. If you're on vacation or just at home watching online, write something in the comments and let us know where you're at. If you're at a really nice beach house, send the address and we will all be there after we have hot dogs and ice cream. So um, another cool thing, I don't know if anybody's noticed, a lot of people are not sitting in their regular spot, which is really fun. So if you want to, you can even get up and move now to a different spot. It's like a crazy Sunday. So, um, so next Sunday, uh, all of the youth are encouraged to go to early service instead of traditional next week because we're going to go kayaking right after the early service. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Parents and friends are welcome to join us for kayaking. It's always a blast. Uh, Mark Casey fell in last year. It was great. So you never know what's going to happen. Vacation Bible School is June 6th through the 9th. Catherine is right over here. You need to see her after the service and say, Catherine, how can I help with Bible School? If you don't want to work actual Bible school, she even has work days to set up for Bible school. So make sure you're, you're going to help and make sure your kids are registered uh, to be a part of it. Um, also, there's a, a calendar page here at the church. And look at these, how cool these are. There is a QR code. You can scan that on your phone and um, it'll show you really cool stuff about the church. If you don't know how to scan that, find a young person, a teenager, and they will tell you how to do it. So... Um, so our multi-age Sunday school class is back up, and we're doing On Distracted next week, and be a part of that. It's awesome. And if you are part of a Sunday school class already, go to your Sunday school class next week. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to our mission team who had a um, teacher appreciation luncheon this past Thursday. It was amazing. Um, and our lunch brunch club uh, on Sat Sunday, June 12th, is going to be going to The Current for lunch. So you want to be a part of that as well. Uh, that's a cool new restaurant. And my last announcement is, immediately after the service, don't just rush home. Go to the green space because we have hot dogs and ice cream. What's better than that? I know, I know. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The first time I met our, our singer speaker to, slash speaker today was 30-something years ago at Lake Junaluska. I had taken a youth group up there for Youth Week and... Uh, there was this guy that came in to whatever small group I was, whipped out that guitar and started singing. And I thought, man, he's really good. Well, all these years, he's been singing and making music, writing his own music. He's got seven or eight uh, full albums that he has. KeithElder.com, you can go and order his music off of there. Um, he's, he's a retired United Methodist elder. I know he doesn't look old enough to be retired, but he tells me he is. And uh, he's, uh, he's just one of my favorites. So uh, without further ado, um, Keith Elder. Is guitar coming through? I always like to check that. Check, check, check. Oh, we got lots now. Just to think that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made That the Lord of all fondly remembers my name That He hears when I cry and draws near when I pray Saves my tears in a bottle Gotta say, God, you're beyond belief Beyond belief when I find him there waiting wherever I go From some far distant land of my family home When I feel him so faithfully leading me on Through the storm, through the night I can't help but cry out I believe a seed of faith can move a mountain I believe one glimmer of hope may be all the world needs 
any so-called impossible dream. And I've no doubt if God is with us, there is nothing beyond belief. Beyond belief. When I hear a voice calling me into the fray, Daring me to be light and turn night into day To face down the old giants of injustice and shame To rise up, take the mantle, and run to the battle I believe that a seed of faith can move a mountain I believe one glimmer of hope may be all the world needs. I believe in a love far beyond and above any so-called impossible dream. And I've no doubt if God is with us, there is nothing beyond belief. I can walk on the water Wake up the dead, feed the 5,000 fishes and bread, cast out a demon, set a soul free, be the God child I'm meant to be. I believe that a seed of faith can move a mountain. I believe one candle of hope may be all the world needs. I believe in a love far beyond and above any so-called impossible dream. And I've no doubt if God is with us, if God is with us, I've no doubt if God is with us. There is nothing beyond belief, beyond belief. Good morning. <laughs> oh. You ever notice how they always put praise right up front in a worship service you, you, you think about that why, why is that it's because you're coming from out there and you're coming in here you, you've been out in the world all week you've been out in the common actually in the latin they called it the vulgate the vulgar when they translated the original languages into latin and so you've been out there among all the vulgar all the common stuff and so here you walk in a front door, maybe there's a little vestibule over here and you're a little bit closer in. And, and then maybe you meander in here to what they would call the nave in the traditional church where the people gather. And then you see this altar and then you kind of move in. And it's like with each movement, you're coming a little closer to God and, and to the holy and, and to, to shalom where we're, we're meant to be. And, and we get reminded in, in Russia... Uh, and this is, I, I went years and years ago to Russia. In, in Russia, I was visiting with, a, with, with a, a mission of peace group from the northeastern jurisdiction. We were visiting in an apartment uh, of a young woman. She was an accountant. And I, I said, where do you work? You know, just one of your regular questions. And she said, well, in Russia, she said, we don't say, where do you work? We say, where do you go to work? Uh, we, we don't necessarily go, and it had to do with that whole communist system where it didn't really matter if you did good work or not. You got paid the same. didn't matter how hard you worked. Uh, you got paid the same. And so she said, we really don't necessarily uh, work. We, we go to work. And, and I wonder sometimes about us in worship, about us in worship. Do we get all in to this room? Or did we ever get beyond thinking about the, the, the lake this afternoon or tomorrow? Or get, get beyond the, uh, the cookout and uh, knowing that I've got a pot roast in the oven or, or ribs on the grill? Did, did I get beyond my golf score from yesterday and trying to figure out why I kept slicing the ball? I, I, did, we, did we really get in here to where we make our way down to the front and we actually have a come-to-Jesus moment? I want, to, I want to give you a chance in case you aren't all in yet. I want to do a little prayer, and it's a, a prayer that is kind of an inverted prayer. 
Usually I do the talking in the prayer. Lord, I'll, I'll handle the, the talking part this morning. Yeah. But sometimes maybe he's trying to squeeze a, a word in edgewise. And so I'd ask you if you would to, to bow your heads for a word of prayer that calls us into worship fully, completely, heart, soul, mind, and strength. still be still my child be still and know that I am God wait wait on my word answer questions that you find so hard and rest rest for a while and feel my spirit make you new still I've been watching you running around in those circles Looking so much like the world in all of your ways Never seeking my truth or seeing the miracles Never taking the time to hear me say still oh you're still my child be still and know that I am God wait Wait on my power to fight those battles that you find so hard and rest, oh, rest for a while and feel my spirit my child and know that I'll be God for you and know that I'll be God for you Some people say they can hear a little bit of James Taylor and Keith and a little bit of John Denver. And I think he looks a little bit like J.T. Harrell. That's just me, though. <laughs> but like Barney Fife. But um, no, uh, we're so proud to have Keith here. I'll, at this time, I want to let um, Catherine take our children to Children's Church. Here she goes. And here they go. While they're doing that, i got a couple of special things I want to share with you. Um, all during the month of May, we've been doing a mission focus, and before I do our missionary focus today, let me just tell you uh, what our missions team did last, this, this past week. 
They hosted a teacher appreciation luncheon at Stripland Elementary School for 60 teachers and staff, and they did an excellent job. And I know those teachers felt good having somebody say, you're special, thank you for the work you do. Um, our missionary focus for this Sunday is uh, Patrick Booth. He's a United Methodist missionary with the uh, General Board of Global Ministries, and he is serving as co-director of Project ARC, and he lives in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and he has a background in counseling, and he works with young people who are struggling with substance abuse. Um, just when you say your prayers, remember that we have missionaries all over the world doing all kinds of great things uh, to further the kingdom of God. Um, today is also special because this is Memorial Day weekend, and I always like to remind people that Memorial Day weekend is, is fun. You know, it's fun to go out on the water and have barbecues and, and, and everything. But Memorial Day is, is also a sacred day to remember those who gave their lives for our country. Um, this year, we, we wanted to ask um, one of our young people, Parker, you want to be making your way up? We're going to get Parker Casey is going to share with us what Memorial Day means to him. And we look forward to hearing Parker. What Memorial Day means to me is a day to remember and honor all of the brave heroes that served to hold the flag high. I am thankful for the men and women who died in battle fighting for and for protecting my freedom. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, today we thank you for the time we take to remember our fallen soldiers. We ask you to bless their families and give them comfort for our world and our country. We pray for peace among all. Let us never forget the Memorial Day truly means to those who fought for our country. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Great job, Parker. Thank you so much. We have an opportunity to help um, next week with our North Alabama Conference offering. Every year when we have annual conference, we take a special offering during a worship service and, and that all the churches in North Alabama contribute to something special. This year, our something special uh, is going to help Ukrainian refugees. And I've got just a little short video I want to show you about that. Since the 1990s, the North Alabama Conference has had a strong presence in Eastern Europe. Here are some of the ways our conference has built relationships there. Supported two missionary families shared their homes and their lives with the children of Chernobyl, supported seminary students to raise up new leaders in Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, helped fund and plant new churches, been part of numerous mission teams, sponsored pilgrims on Emmaus, and supported a Baltic chrysalis community, welcomed youth to Simatonga's International Peace Camp, helped build up Camp Wesley, their own Simatonga. Now we have another opportunity to support our friends and partners in Eastern Europe. United Methodists in the Baltics are opening their churches, their homes, and their hearts to vulnerable people forced to leave Ukraine. We invite your congregation to join us in showing love and support to Ukrainian refugees. Our special offering will help our friends in their work. We will give through the advance, knowing that 100% of our gift will be used for this purpose. Thank, Thank you, you for, for giving, giving generously. So next week when you come and celebrate Holy Communion, we're going to have a special um, basket with a Ukrainian flag and a heart shape where you can drop your offering. And then when Pastor Andy and our delegates go down for annual conference this year in Birmingham, I'm not in Birmingham, well, that old habits die hard. It still ought to be at Birmingham Southern, but it's not. It's in Huntsville this year. Um, when we go to Huntsville to annual conference, then during that offering moment, we'll place our church's offering. Now, you can make your check out to the church and just mark on there Ukraine or whatever, and, and we'll process it. It'll all go, and it'll go to help Ukrainian refugees. 100% of it will. 
we have offering opportunities every Sunday. And today we're not passing the plates, but we do have plates in the front and the back. And you always have an opportunity to give online through our website, through text to give through our church app, which I encourage you to give if you haven't already gotten it. Let's pray for our giving. Lord, you give us ways that we can share our time and our talents and our service. You give us ways that we can share our resources to help bless others. All the different ministries of this church are so important to our community and around the world. All of the missionaries that we support and all of the efforts that we support to make your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us the grace to give and to give generously and to give cheerfully. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father Abraham, yes, uh, uh, folks would be ready to probably Benedict by the time we got through. Okay, you can kind of stretch those hands and then you can sit. That's fine. I would say just a, a word up front uh, that this is not a, a long sermon. It's a short concert. And so if I share songs and, and words with you, I hope you, you know we'll still get out in time and the hot dogs won't burn on the grill or wherever they may be. I am here on Memorial Day, as you well know. Uh, Memorial Day, a time where we, we remember, so appreciate the word already shared and the prayer on behalf of uh, those who served and those who didn't come home. Uh, I realize that uh, when you have a loss like that, it, is it never quite goes away. Uh, there have been a lot of losses, not just military, over the past few years, haven't there? Uh, I haven't written the song, but I thought I need to name a lot of people dying these days in a lot of different ways. And, and, and so memories are, are rich for us. I, uh, usually when I stand up on Memorial Day, I, there are a couple of readings I just have to share. I, I can't not share these uh, when the time comes. And one of them is the Gettysburg Address. Uh, amazing, uh, just 272 words. Uh, that were shared. Uh, he stood up, Abraham Lincoln, uh, following a, a two-hour oration uh, by another very well-known speaker of the day. But here they are dedicating this cemetery several months after the battle. And here are the words that he spoke. It took him less than two minutes. But when I hear this now, given our world situation, given our, our national situation, given our church situation. These words have teeth in them that, that I think are worth a listen as we move into this time together. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. Uh, we are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, 
the living rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that this government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. And a second word, if you will indulge me, one other reading. It comes from Philippians chapter 2. Chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any incentive of love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility count others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. A question of the day, and it's born as we, if we hear this, these folks need a Memorial Day. Jesus, actually every Sunday is Memorial Day. Every Sunday is Memorial Day of Jesus and all he stood for and we advance that noble work that he began. Uh, but the ones who died on faith, they're worth remembering. And, and the question I have for you this morning is what constitutes a life worth remembering? What constitutes a life worth remembering? And I have a, a few thoughts. Uh, they're not profound, and, and they're not exhaustive. There are lots of different directions you could go with this. But one of the things I thought about, first of all, is I thought about a helpful life. A helpful life is, is worth remembering. Uh, I, I mean, talking about a life that adds value to other people's world. It, it's one that, that makes the world a little bit more livable for someone. Makes the home a little bit more livable. Makes the office, the workplace... Uh, they're just the ones that, that are always looking for what needs to be done. And they pitch in and, and they help and it, and it makes a difference. Those folks are worth remembering. When they leave, they leave a hole. You know, some folks can brighten up a room just by leaving it. We don't want to be, we, we want to be the one that comes in and the room gets better because we stepped in, in the water. We, it got better because of us. My wife has always had the gift of helps in, in, in every church we've ever been, she would see where there were gaps, uh, children's ministry or youth ministry, and she'd just kind of step in quietly. She didn't ever like being up front, but she always found that place in ministry. And whenever it came time for us to move, Sammy, they'd say, Keith, it's fine for you to leave, but could you leave Jean? You know, and because she had a life, uh, has a life worth remembering, she continues to do that. There's a quote uh, that came out during the uh, really, it's, it's been around for a while, but it particularly came out during the time when we were in lockdown. Uh, when things were, were really scary for us, Mr. Rogers, remember Mr. Rogers? His word was, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And when you see them, you'll know that there's still hope. I uh, 
wrote a little song around uh, uh, just, uh, and I also have to put a capo all that time, and I forgot to put my capo on. I... It's true, catastrophes are bound to come along. That hurricane blows through and takes a thousand homes, sweet homes. It's an earthquake, it's a fire, raging blood, a deadly virus. But how do we go on? Well, take me back to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. In that half an hour where everything was simple, kind and good. Mr. Rogers in his sweater Somehow made us all feel better And when times were grim It just reminded us What his mother told him Look for the helpers Those givers of themselves, Those salt of the earthly angels There to see us through Yes, just look for the helpers they're the ones who make things better And remind us we might be the helper too Yes, if Mr. Rogers' mother said it so You know it has to be true Well, 20 hours they've been up and on their feet Hospital heroes trying to beat the clock And slay that beast then there's that truck driver driving through the night so you and I can have those bread and milk we need. Look for the helpers, those givers of themselves, those salt of the earth, the angels there to see us through. Yes, just look for the helpers, they're the ones who make life better and remind us we might be the helper too. Yes, if Mr. Rogers' mother said it so, you know it has to be true. Just helpers being helpers, cause that's what helpers do. And good neighbors being good until that beautiful day breaks through Look for the helpers those givers of themselves those salt of the earthly angels there to see us through yes just look for the helpers they're the ones who make life better and remind us who we might be a helper too. Yes, if Mr. Rogers' mother said it so, you know it has to be true. It has to be true. So maybe there's a, there's a helper that comes to mind. If you just take a second, a, a helping spirit, one that's blessed your life, you remember them on this Memorial Day. They're soldiers in their own way, aren't they? They've given their lives again, a name that comes to mind for you. What, what makes a, a life worth remembering? I, I thought about nothing, not, not just the helpers, but... Uh, the uh, hopers, you know, you know, the hopers, when, when all is dark and they come in and somehow or another, when they come in the room, they, they kind of pick it back up. We, we can figure this out. Uh, and some people would call it a non-anxious presence. Uh, uh, there is a, uh, Edwin Friedman was a fellow who talked about something called systems theory. And he talked about how people interact and how families interact. And somehow things can get crossways and they get conflicted and, and relations get ships get all tangled up but he said if somebody who really knows who they are comes in and and they they say now we're gonna be okay and they don't uh, they don't uh, catch on fire like everybody else is they step in and there's something about them they're a calming presence 
in the room, but, but they bring hope in the room with them. I uh, would call them tenders of the flame. Well, when the faith begins to run low in our Methodist church right now, it's so all this stuff, the Gettysburg Drift, uh, the uh, Philippians passage, I got my tang all tangled up there. The Philippians passage, it kind of hit close to home, didn't it? It did for me when I read those, thinking about things that are going on in our church and uh, divisive things that are going to happen. But, but then I hear voices along the way, your folks saying, you know, we're going to figure this out. You know, God's still God, and, and, and we're going to be okay. And so we continue on. I uh, think about uh, some of the difficult situations going out there. And, and when I think about an illustration of what a hoper is, it's I'm a hoper. You know, they talk about hopeless romantics. Well, I'm a hopeless hoper. I just can't help but believe it's going to get better. I believe Romans 8, 28. A lot of people misread that, or they read just parts of it. Uh, we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. You notice it didn't say God causes all things. God didn't cause Russia to invade Ukraine. God didn't cause the COVID virus to hit. Things, we, we live in a congested world. There's so many toxins in the world, literal and figurative. And God didn't cause, but, but did you see what He said? is that God causes all things to work together. He can take even the worst of situations, the most broken of moments, the deepest griefs in our life, the, the, those situations we just can't figure out. God can take even those. And, and okay, I'm going to work something out. God does his best work in mosaics because all we give him to work with is broken stuff. Uh, and, and so God takes a broken glass and he turns it into a beautiful stained glass window. Somehow we're something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful in my life. I believe that, folks. I believe it. There was a point at which they had a, a truck driver drive a truck on Bastille Day down a, a, a walkway, a, a thoroughfare in Nice, France. And all kind of folks were either injured or killed in that a terrorist attack. They just had the Paris attacks at that point. Now since then, we've had lots of other situations where you just cannot fathom. And of course, just this week, uh, or just this month, what, uh, the Ukraine situation, just this month. What do you tell those people? What do you tell the people uh, out in the Texas that have just got, what do you tell the person who's just lost their eight-year-old or 10-year-old child? What do you tell them? When I was asking myself that question, uh, this came out, and it was almost like a, a day school uh, situation when I, when I thought about it. But, it was, but I'm going to teach you the little course. Jesus will be your friend, my friend. Jesus will be your friend. Can you do that? Jesus will be your friend, my friend. Jesus will be your friend. Now listen. Faithful and true, beginning to end. Jesus will be your friend. Faithful, faithful and true, beginning to end. Jesus will be your friend. Try that with me. Jesus will be. Jesus will be your friend, my friend. Jesus will be your friend, faithful and true, faithful and true, beginning to end. Jesus will be your friend. Once again, hearts have been broken by the evil, the godless, the death and the darkness. Grief beyond words spoken, cries of anguish and fear, but deep down, Somehow I'm hearing, hearing. Here we go. Jesus will be your friend, my friend. Jesus will be your friend. Faithful and true, beginning to end. Jesus will be your friend. Well, no doubt they're out to destroy us. It's a storm, it's a fire, it's a gun, it's a virus. No one's cruel as the loneliness. 
saying there's no love for you when in fact the glorious truth is truth is that Jesus will be your friend my friend Jesus will be your friend a faithful and true beginning to end Jesus will be your friend when you find yourself out in some far distant land and that beauty and youth are long gone with the wind when that terrestrial falls down to one final spin friend no matter whatever i pray you remember that jesus will be your friend my friend Jesus will be your friend A faithful and true beginning to end Jesus will be your friend Yes, Jesus will be your friend And perhaps you, you have a friend that's a, one of those hopeful voices in your life. I, I picture their face. Picture uh, their face. Imagine if they, if they weren't there. They, they, they'd leave, leave a gap, wouldn't they? So you got the helpers. You got the hopers. Thought about a, another life that's worth remembering. They're a little harder to find. Uh, is a holy life. Uh, a holy life, uh, I would imagine that there's a good chance that there's somebody in your story who you'd say, you know, they're a real saint. <laughs> you know, in the Bible, it talks about true saints, and it just talks about people who, who were believers, and we're all saints. Uh, somewhere along the continuum of zero, it sure doesn't look like one, to Mother Teresa, watch out, here I come. You, you, we've all got, we're somewhere along that spectrum, but chances are, there's a, a person, it might be a family member. They may still be living, they may not. It, it, maybe it's a person you experienced in Sunday school. I think about Ms. Inman. She taught our third grade Sunday school class, First Methodist Church, Calhoun, Georgia. She should have gotten a purple heart. We were awful. We had, it was all boys. And we were just there all over the place. Before ADD was cool, we were ADD, I have no doubt. But Ms. Inman, she hung in there with us. She loved us. She cheered for us. She, by the time we graduated from high school, she gave us graduation gifts. And she said, We're so, I'm just so proud of the way y'all turned out and what you did with your lives. Those, those folks that you'd call saints, say, what, the way the Apostle Paul, you know, that he kind of raised the bar a little bit. Whatsoever things are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and gracious. If there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, let your, let your hearts and your minds dwell on this thing. And, and again, Paul taught, he said, if you've been raised up with Christ, well, set your mind above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, the Father. And he talked about putting off the old stuff and putting on the new stuff and especially uh, putting on love but but maybe there's a saint in there that you think that that'd be a, a life worth remembering i feel pretty sure uh, i wrote a little piece it kind of said it for me and uh, that songwriters all songs are autobiographical just like sermons i, I was talking to ken Casey beforehand, of course, Sammy knows, and any pastors, the only way, reason you'd preach something and talk about something is because it's eating on you. You know, anytime I point a finger, they're three pointing back at me. I don't know if you noticed. But that's the nature. And the same way with songwriters is they, they try to get in touch with some things that are a little deeper in their lives. And this one came out in a, in a quiet time and maybe a life worth remembering, a, a, a holy life, one that's set apart for higher things. They've decided, I'm going to save myself for God's purpose. I want to be a vessel of honor and not just a vessel for common use. And that's really what the whole church was meant to be. 
when we're the ecclesia, we're called out of the common and we're called to be the body of Christ, the light of the world, to let our, life, let our light so shine that others see our good works and give glory to God. My goodness, my goodness. You mean for me to be holy, spotless, unblemished, and pure. Well, all along you planned for me to be set apart with a heart no less lovely than yours. Well, you mean for me to be holy, steadfast, unwavering, and true, a glimpse of perfection, a simple reflection of you, but like Adam we all tend to fall. We lose sight of that vision you'd inspire in us all. Holy, you mean for me to be holy, vessel of honor and glory. You mean for me Friend, that least likely angel, good neighbor, no matter the cost, free of those snares that so easily entangle me, speaking truth when it matters the most, will you mean for me? Salt and light, goodness and peace. Thy kingdom coming on earth as in heaven through me. But Lord, I'm flawed, I'm distracted, I'm weak. And there's no way apart from your grace that I'd ever be. Holy, you mean for me to be holy, vessel of honor and glory. Will you mean for me So uh, a life, a life worth remembering, uh, helpful, hopeful, holy. There's one more, and I, again, there, you could just go down a list of things that are worth remembering, and I know that they are, but one more I'd leave with you, and this one to, to the point when, uh, when Jesus talked about it, he said, this is the way they're going to know you're mine. If you don't do this, uh, this is according to... Uh, Paul said, hey, if you don't do this, if you don't have this, you're a noisy gong, you're a clanging cymbal, you're nothing. Uh, and go over to 1 John and just said, the one that doesn't do this doesn't even know God. There's no way. I think the church, I'm talking about the church at large over the past few years has really taken a hit. 
a combination of political things, things, situations in the world, a, a pandemic, uh, people going away because they couldn't get together and then just not quite coming back all the way. The church is taking a hit. The, the, the thing that will bring them back, folks, will be a peculiar love. Uh, people looking in the windows. They've got uh, Pentecost coming up next week. People looking in the windows and hearing the praises of God in their own language, their need language, their, their hope language. Their, their, I've got to have that kind of fellowship language. It, that, that'll be the time that people say, I want to get whatever they're drinking, I want a sip of that cup. I want some of that bread. Whatever they're doing is it's working, and I want to be a part of that. People will buy what works. That's always been the way it is. And the most persuasive argument we have as a church is to be the most loving, helpful, hopeful, holy group of people that they've ever seen. I don't know what it is they're doing, but i got to get some of that. I just got to get a little bit of that. Brother Leon Rayleigh is uh, somewhat a, uh, what would you call it? He's sort of legendary, uh, particularly down in Alexander City, Alabama. Uh, he was the associate pastor at First Methodist Church when I went as an associate pastor. Actually, he was a he was the re, uh, visiting pastor. He was long since retired, but Brother Leon, he knew people. And he knew how they were connected to one. He knew Joe was so-and-so's second cousin. You knew that, didn't you, Keith? I had no idea, Leon. Uh, he'd be the one. He had a sense on the pastoral issue. When he walked in the room, the comforting Holy Spirit came with Leon. Always had on his suit. Uh, he he was, worked in a clothing store before he answered a call to preach. And he worked in the funeral home for years. I don't know. He probably worked right up till he died. I'm not sure. They probably just popped him in a box, you know, when he finally passed away because he's already there. But he just knew. He had this sense. This, he was love personified. And this is an interesting little tidbit about Brother Leon Rayleigh, who, who couldn't preach his way out of a paper bag. He, as a little boy, he had a terrible speech impediment, a list, and he couldn't quite get things out. And even as an adult, there were times where he'd get his words kind of tangled up just a little bit. And he'd, but, but a brother, 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 brother Keith. And it just, it just kind of getting that, that moment. But you know what? People didn't care about that. They just loved Leon. You know, but how many pastors have come and gone at Alex City since the time uh, Brother Leon was there, but the one, the one that they're going to remember, the life worth remembering was this little pastor who just kind of showed up and loved on him. Interesting tidbit about him was that Brother Leon was elected man of the year in five different towns. Five. Does that not... That's what we're thinking about. And I guess I, the thing I'd leave you with on this Memorial Day is we remember those who've given their lives. Is, is your life a life worth remembering? Will it be? You know it's not over yet. You may be behind the ball, but you start today. This is the day the Lord has made. We can do something memorable. We can love. We can hope. We can help. We can be holy people before God and the world and let our light so shine that others see us. And give glory to God. Uh, how will they remember you? I wrote a little song and I close with this. And Brother Sammy is going to come up and close us after I get through. Well, I might dream tall buildings, line city skies. Be applauded for my architectural design. It's my name in the marble cornerstone for all to see. But truth be known, I'd rather you remember me for the love, sweet love, for a heart of love, sweet love. For oh, those little acts of kindness meant to lift a neighbor up, I'd just like to be remembered for the love. Might be known for all my riches, I might make the Forbes top ten, be revered in Cooperstown for hits and runners batted in. 
Well, I may paint a Mona Lisa, might write a war and peace, but all's for naught if my own children don't remember me. For the love, sweet love, for a heart of love, sweet love. For that one more bedtime story, for the just can't let go hugs, I just like to be remembered for the love. Love, love's forever, love's for better or for worse, love is patient and kind. Love, well, love is more about the way we do than the what we do. And in the end, the love is all we leave behind. La, da, 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 For a heart of love, sweet love well, I might speak with tongues of angels Have the whole world looking up Still I'd like to think Someone might remember me For the love Thank you so much, Keith. So do y'all want to have Keith back again at Gaston First Unit? Well, sure. I kind of joke about this, uh, and I say it's easy to get invited somewhere once. It's getting invited back that's been my problem. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, will you stand for our benediction? And as you're standing up, as you're able to, I want to remind you down here in our portico after our benediction, our benediction is also going to be our blessing for the hot dogs and ice cream. All right? And this benediction is going to take all of the calories out of that ice cream. I'm just kidding. This, it's really not going to do that. But we're going we're gonna to do a benediction that we do on Thursday night for Thursday night worship. It, we have it at 5.30 every Thursday, and here's how we end. And you sing with me. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.